The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back. You're here for another episode of Paper Route. You know, I'm Corey Holmes, and of course, I got my man Brandon Marshall with me, and of course, uh, Ashley Nicole Marsh should be joining us here in a few, but B. Marsh, how you doing? How you feeling today? Doing good, man. I had a red eye from Vegas to the East Coast out here in, well, let me ask you this, Corey. Can mm-hmm. you guess where I'm at? I know. I was going to say the I can't, town that I'm in. I was going to say, I can't help but to notice the uh, the New York Jets aesthetic in the background and whatnot, seeing some Jets logos. Yeah, would you, are you in the facilities there? What brings you to New York? Yeah, pop quiz. Pop quiz? Where oh. am I, Corey? What's the name of the town? Where am I? Oh, you're definitely in New York. Definitely in a facility. Yeah, you're definitely in New York. I I don't know actually what's. Uh, Oh no, you know what? No, no, you know what? I I do know. I do know. I do know. You're in. You're in New Jersey, actually. You're in New Jersey. Yes, very good. You're in. You're in. Um, man, what's the city called? You're in Park. Huh? Florham Park Florham is Park. about 40, okay. it's a, a 45 minute ride to the Lincoln Tunnel yeah, or yeah, the yeah, Holland yeah. Tunnel, right? To get to the city. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a ride. I should have known. The Giants that. facility is a little closer. Corey, did you know I played for both the New York football Giants and the New York football uh, Jets? I did, did you know, know that? that? Yeah, yeah, I did know that. You're probably one of like, yeah, so I played with both teams. Players, huh? Are you alone? Are you alone with that? Like, like, like in that, like, are there a lot of guys that that made you know that, that were both Jets and Giants, or are you one of few? You know, listen, we had uh, Leger Doosable on our on our show uh, last year. He was a guy that played for the Jets and Giants. I think there's been a couple of guys that that, that that's done it. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe Saquon Barkley would be the next person to do it. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> be but it's a big day, though, Corey. It's a big day. You have Dude. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. The deal is finally done. That news was broke a few days ago, and this is the press conference. Uh-oh. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers has to say today, right? So I had an opportunity to walk through the facility today, uh, spoke to Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets. Uh, he was sitting there with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, the general manager, Nathaniel Hackett, old head coach of the Denver Broncos, now offensive coordinator for the Jets, okay? Do you remember he was the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers when Aaron Rodgers was there? Right. Amazing relationship. A lot of people said, wow, if we get Nathaniel Hackett, will we get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Or wherever Nathaniel Hackett go, that's where Aaron Rodgers is going to follow, and that's where he's going to go. 
the deal is done. Uh, it was pretty cool seeing them sitting there uh, talking, had a uh, opportunity to catch up with them a little bit. As soon as I walked in, uh, Aaron wanted to make jokes. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, oh, they just let anybody in the building. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Aaron, hold on one second. You got to earn this, 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 these colors. You have to earn that. You just got here. I know you're you, you're one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I know you're one of the greatest football players ever. But when it comes to the Jets, like I'm solidified. I'm on the wall. Right, right. But it was pretty cool catching up with him. Hopefully, we get a chance to sit down with him after his presser. His presser will be at 2 p.m. Eastern right here in Florham Park. Don't forget Florham Park, Corey. Florham Park, I know. I know. I'll know that next time for, you know, any trivia questions I'm asked. But that's all right. That's all right. How about we get into the show, though? You know, we'll, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit later and whatnot. But, man, it was a, another cool night in the NBA, right? So we'll talk about the Suns and, uh, you know, and they're, they're, them being able to advance a little bit later. Uh, we'll even talk about, well, remember what we've been doing, you know, on the daily is going division by division and kind of looking at teams' needs and whatnot, right, heading into the draft. So we'll address that a little bit later. But, yo, we got to start with Ice Trey. Right. He came to play last mm. night. I mean, he did his thing against the Celtics. He scored 38 points. Right. But the three pointer that he has shot at the end. Right. To, to put him up. It was it, it kept off a 38 point night. Right. The Hawks ended up beating the Celtics 119 to 117. But, you know, I'm a stat guy, uh, uh, B. Marsh. You got to hear these stats. Right. So the Boston Celtics have never lost a playoff game with a 10 point lead going into the fourth quarter. So the, the Hawks were actually down as, as much as 13 points. I think it was like with six minutes left. They were down 13. And get this, this is another stat. So teams facing elimination have gone zero or are, are zero and 183 in the last 25 postseasons after being down 13 points with six minutes left. But like literally it was all Trey so, Young. At so the what you're saying, hold, let me get this right. Mm -hmm. So teams facing elimination teams facing elimination uh, losing down in the fourth quarter by 10 plus points or oh and 180 something that's what you said they're oh and 183 oh and 183 yeah. so that just you know shows you how just impressive that that victory was so my, i mean my question is well and and then you know with that because you know Dejounte murray he was suspended last game so a lot of people were like nah you know this is just it's going to be easy for the Celtics. They'll advance. Hawks have no chance. They did it without DeJounte Murray, right? So with that, the game's going back to Atlanta, right? Their hopes are obviously extremely high. Look, this is a tweet from DeJounte Murray. He said, yo, let's go back to Atlanta. I love my team, all mm -hmm. the fight against all odds. Like, they're going back to Atlanta with a lot, a lot of momentum, right? So, like, mm -hmm. I want to ask the question. You think this could potentially go to game seven in the series? Oh, we'll go to game seven, man. Like, first off, uh, that game was phenomenal. An another electric game in the NBA. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, to me, it's in my lifetime since I've been watching NBA uh, playoff basketball. It's the best postseason I've, I've seen. So many storylines. Uh, the crowd is rowdy. Dudes are falling, getting injured. Freaking crowds going crazy, right? There's high expectations on a few people out there. What's going to happen with Joel Embiid and, and James Harden, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. You got the Suns, KD, uh, Booker. Can they get it done? They put that together, um, you know, at the last minute. And do they have enough uh, time together to get it done? And then there's so many more. Even the Celtics is a storyline. Could they uh, uh, beat a team to come out the East? So um, another uh, phenomenal game, bro. Uh, Trey, 
like that fourth quarter was phenomenal. He totally took <laughs> over and then they have ice in his veins and, and not only take that shot, but like not only, I mean, shoot a three, but take that shot, that bro. Shot, like right. that was unbelievable. So yes, 30 foot. It's, it's going to go to game seven, Corey, uh, 100% because you're going now, you're going to Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? So who's going to be sitting courtside? Mm-hmm. Two chains. Duh. Maybe Quavo, mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupree. Right. And that's one of the rowdiest places to to play in when there's something on the line, when there's, you know, uh, a pressure moment. You know, there's the garden, there's other places, but playing in Atlanta, bro, it, it's like a it's an event. It's like going to the club, bro. Mm-hmm. All the Magic City's gonna be sitting there courtside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understand that. So it's definitely gonna go to game seven. Um I don't think that the 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 Hawks gonna have enough to 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 get past uh, the Celtics, but it's going to be interesting. Another great series. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, we have Ashley Nicole Moss here in the Hi, studio. Guys. How we feeling? I'm feeling a lot better. If you Good. can't tell, you guys like my glasses today. My yeah. contacts were irritating me. That's I had to get that congestion cleared up, but I feel mm-hmm. good. That's I good. feel like I'm getting back to myself. Brandon, are you announcing your return to the NFL? What what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to- I told you this. If yeah, I told you this, Ashley. If we get Aaron Rodgers, uh, definitely coming back and playing tight end. So uh, Aaron Rodgers' mm-hmm. presser is at 2 p.m. today here in Florham Park. Ashley, when's yours? Corey didn't know. Corey didn't know that the Jets practiced in Jersey. I said, "Guess Why where I'm at." Why do you think they like New, New York. Jersey yeah. Jets and the New well, Jersey no, I corrected, Giants? I corrected myself. I just couldn't think of the, the name of the city that the facilities was in. It's I, not. I you're not missing Jupiter. much. There's nothing there. So <laughs> yeah. I, I can understand why you would, you know, forget that. There's really nothing there except mm-hmm. strip malls and mm-hmm. the Jets. Yeah, it's, relax, it's relax, relax. Area, Listen. Right? Ashley, there's a lot of things being built up out here in Florham Park. There's so many apartments right here behind this facility. Please there's a new stop it. Uh, Please stop and, it. An older community it. that wasn't here. Please stop uh, like it. Please I'm stop. I'm awesome. not giving you. There's a here. lot being a nice built in Florham Park. Over here. They got here. a nice Pilates place right here. It's an unbelievable place. But, Corey, I lived in Tribeca in Brooklyn, so I didn't get a chance to, ex- to experience all that Jersey has to offer. Right. Just so. just, just marinate on that for a second, Corey. Mm-hmm. You had someone who played not only for the Jets, but for that other god-awful the other team, team that they share a stadium with, right. and he didn't even live in the state. Mm-hmm. Just put that into perspective <laughs> about how much is yeah. actually in the state of New Jersey that a player who played there uh-huh. and practiced there half the year mm. did not live in the state of New Jersey. I rest my case. <laughs> so, hold on. Before we get to... Before we get back to the discussion on basketball, Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks, big game, another big moment. Um, Ashley, let's. I want to ask you that question. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, will will live? You think he'll stay out here in Jersey? You think oh, he's a Tribeca sure. guy? You think he's a Brooklyn guy? No, I think, think I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna like. You know, one thing Jersey does have that New York doesn't is more space. They have mm-hmm. more land. Um, and if you can, if you're in a certain tax bracket, you can afford and and afford a really nice piece of property. New Jersey will give you a lot more for your money than New York will, unless you go like upstate or the long, or Long Money's Island. Money's not a problem. He's making fifty million dollars this well, year. Well, that's what I'm no, saying. No. So I think Aaron Rodgers will definitely live in New Jersey. He'll have a nice piece of land, um, a huge house, probably somewhere with a lot of woods around him. 
you know, a lake. He just maybe left there. Ashley, a that, stream like, in his backyard. Maybe he'll have his own darkness retreat in his basement. So when he wants to go ahead and collect his thoughts, right. he can go into his cellar and spend a, f- a few hours down there. And I don't know. He'll probably be there, though, for sure. He just left. He First off, the $59 million, right? So like you said, money's not an issue. So he can go in Tribeca. He can go Upper East He's not going to Tribeca. He, go. he go to Brooklyn. He can go every, anywhere he want. Go get, you know, a penthouse for $50,000, a month. Brandon. He wants to Stop do that. it. He's not you. He can you. have the helipad on top of the building. Oh, my take God. Take the chopper to Florham Park. It's only a 15-minute chopper ride there and back. Woody, I'm sure Woody will let him use the helipad like he let me use the helipad when I was playing for the Jets. The Giants didn't let me do that. That's why I love the Giants. They treated me really well, but one of the stipulations was like, hey, bro, leave that helicopter in Florham Park and drive your, 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 your car. So if Aaron Rodgers want to experience New York, all of New York, he can do it and it can be easy. Ashley, he just left Appleton, Wisconsin. Why okay. would he want to come to New York Time or out. come to Jersey and have woods and all that other stuff behind <laughs> him? Appleton, Wisconsin is drastically different than New Jersey. I make a lot of jokes about New Jersey, <laughs> but the land and the wilderness of New Jersey is drastically different than Wisconsin. I don't see Aaron Rodgers going from this, you know, one with nature, granola, hike-loving guy <laughs> to turning into Bobby Axelrod the minute he, you know, enters, you know, the New York Jets. It's just, it's not going to happen. I see him living in New Jersey, <laughs> having a really nice piece of property. He'll probably be in New York a whole lot. You'll see him around different events and stuff like that. I don't see him living there. I don't think he's taking the helicopter <laughs> to New Jersey, back to Tribeca. He's not Brandon Marshall. Some people use the media entrance, Brandon, not everyone needs the VIP one. Mm-hmm. Just leave it there. Yo, no, <laughs> listen, they made me take the media interest today. They actually, I wasn't able to go change and get ready in the, in the locker room. Wow. Or wow. an equipment room. They literally brought me back. And I have a little locker back here by Rich Chimini. Yeah, um, got Brian back here. You had uh, Judy Batista right here, right? Like they gave me my own little space. So this was interesting. That's oh, how does it feel to be yeah. on the other side of things now? It's, uh, I didn't like it. I texted uh, Woody Johnson last night and I was like, look, I'll be in town tomorrow. I'm taking a red eye. Um, I would love to use your, your office. Right. Um, it didn't happen. They were like, well, I'm going to be in there tomorrow. It's a kind of a big day. We got Aaron Rodgers coming in. And I was like, well, we can share the office or you can use the conference room. Like, I need to do an interview out of your office. It didn't get done. So um, I, did, I was disappointed in that. But this is perfect. Like, they gave me a nice little backdrop. Yeah. Uh, the media has been great to me. I, I, I shouldn't say the media. I am the media now. I, I, maybe I should say new media. Yeah. But it's all good. I'm adjusting to it, Ashley. I'm adjusting to it. That's good. That's good. It looks like you're adjusting well. So do you guys want, want to go back <laughs> to the to the Hawks conversation now? If we must. Let's, yeah, let's do did it. Did you let's watch, it. Ashley? Yeah. Did you watch the game? I did. did I, you watched see all, what I watched Young all did? NBA games, Brandon Marshall. <laughs> so so you sure about that? All right. Uh, no, are you sure question. about let's that? Let's ask you. <laughs> yeah. uh, will this series go to game seven? No. You don't think so? No. So... You tell me a Hawks team that goes into Boston, handles business, DeJounte Murrayless, DeJounte Murrayless won't go back 
to Atlanta now with DeJounte Murray and beat the Celtics? <laughs> I mean, both these teams have won on each other's home court, so it's not like we haven't yeah. seen it. I think, you know, first of all, a half-court shot like that, draining a half-court shot like that off of a bad Marcus Smart foul was just the perfect storm, let's be honest. It's not like he drove it in the lane. A half-court shot like that is an insane shot to make. We've seen it happen. A, but lot, it's an, a lot of times. We've seen it Young. happen, but it's an insane I'd shot. It's, an, it's, it's an insane way to, um, you know, force the next game. Let's just put it like that. It's, mm. it's like that. Mm. Um I don't think it happens again. I don't yeah. think all the perfect storm aligns like that and happens again. A lot of things would have, have to go right for the Hawks right. to win that game and to force a game seven. I think Boston wants to wrap this up. Joel Embiid has been percolating and resting for a very long mm. time. They don't want to give him any more time. They don't want to extend this series any longer than they have to. They want to go ahead and get you know, a nice amount or some amount of rest before they start that series. I think they get the job done. I think it was a hell of a game. I just don't think it happens again. Yeah. Well, because you know Trey Young's mm. playing with a chip on his shoulder. You know, his, I know. His I've peers. seen that shot happen before. I, I remember yeah. it well. Yeah. Boston fans, listen, I know how you feel. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I, I, it happened to me, too. Mm -hmm. Y'all were laughing at me when it happened to me. And now the tables have turned. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, but I, I know what it feels like. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so. If you guys remember, Trey Young was voted by his peers as the most overrated player in the NBA. So you got to think that that's something that's replaying in his head, right, like throughout these playoffs. Really? Series. So he's going he gonna to want to at least force that game seven. I don't know. I see it. I see it, it may just be that seven. maybe they don't like him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They voted Trey Young the most Overrated, most overrated you said? player. Yep, yep. And I believe I think it was Drew Holiday was the most underrated player, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. That was I can like a see few the years Drew ago, Holiday. Right? No, no, that was something that that was released this year. Oh, he was voted. No, he, again, he was voted most overrated. Hey, that's that's what the news was telling telling me. Really? Yeah, most overrated player in the NBA. Well, so damn. yeah, man, he's he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Like I said, I think I think they'll get it. You know, they'll get it done in game you know six. Who's, but I, you know who's most overrated in my eyes? Who's that? Zion Williamson. Mm. Wow, why'd Zion catch a straight? He's dealing with a lot. <laughs> he ain't doing No, let me stop. No, the man can't even get off the bench. Zion, Kawhi. Hey, hey, We're not doing Kawhi slander I know we're not talking about them right now, but think about I'm so tired of seeing uh, a, uh, AD uh, hit the ground and, and just start, ah! Like, what's, bruh? Do you not understand the situation? Yeah. Do you not have any emotional intelligence? The whole world think mm -hmm. that you're fragile. Everybody say that you're injury prone. When you hit the ground and it, if it doesn't break the, the 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 pain threshold of like a five, don't make no faces, <laughs> bro. No faces. Just get up, <clears throat> breathe a little bit. Bro, I'm so tired of seeing AD hit the ground and like, damn, is he going to get up? Is this an ACL? Is this a a, a, a torn pec? Like, mm -hmm. man, he's so dramatic. Mm -hmm. well, well, look, I want to stay on the topic of the Hawks and the Celtics, though, right? So, like, with last night's, you know, loss to the, to the Hawks, let's say, all right, they do take care of business in game six. Like, are you concerned at all for the Celtics? No. Right? Like, but, but going into that next round, I mean, they'll, they'll have to play the 76ers. This doesn't concern you. The way that, the no, way that I don't. With I don't. I don't think that it's concerning. You know, sometimes you just run across a team that gives you a hard time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it doesn't make what you have done throughout the course of an NBA season irrelevant, and it doesn't mean that you're not 
prime and ready to go ahead and make a deep run. Just sometimes a team gives you a tough time. Look at the Kings and the Warriors. I mean, if De'Aaron Fox didn't get injured, I mean, he's still going to be able to play tonight. But if he's 100%, you know, obviously that series looks different. The Kings are just giving them a hard time. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that the Warriors can't make a run. Right. Same thing with the Grizzlies and the Lakers series. If John Morant was healthy, you know, the series might look different, but they're still giving the Lakers a hard time. It doesn't mean that... Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're not primed to make a deep run, like I said. So I just think that this is a situation where Trey Young and the Hawks are giving Boston a little bit of a harder time than maybe they anticipated. Mm -hmm. Maybe the, you know, the Celtics also have been playing with their food a little bit um, and taking a and, and not, you know, going into this series thinking it was much of anything because yeah. the Hawks really haven't done anything this season. So maybe they underestimated their opponent a little bit. Yeah, I'm not so worried so. about Boston. That's a really good basketball team. This just happens. We've seen this before. Yeah. Anywhere well, look, for you? I, I, I disagree. I disagree, Corey. Mm -hmm. uh, Lakers uh, all year struggled, right? Injury prone, uh, made some trades at the at the deadline. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies were the better team all year. They get bounced, right? Or they're about to get bounced. Um, then you have, um, you know, who just got bounced? Uh, Giannis, right? Like, did they get bounced yet? Or they, it's one more, no, yeah, one more game, right? Tonight, but pretty much yeah. the Heat are in control. They're about to get bounced. They were one of the better teams in all of in the all of NBA, and and they're about to be ran through. So pause. It's a pause moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my pause moments, but it this is a thing. This is a real thing, and, and the Celtics should be concerned. The Celtics should be concerned because you got Jason, T Jason Tatum in a closeout game, and what he gave you, 19 points, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is his opportunity to truly solidify his position as a superstar. Everybody knows he's a star, but the question around him the last couple of years is, is he a superstar? It's a closeout game, bro. Go get it done. So if they don't get it done or if he doesn't stand up, not only this round, but the next round, I think there's going to be some question marks around him uh, as we move forward as this, is, is Jason Tatum a, a true superstar? And that's been a question the last few Wait, years. Wait, so. so are you saying that the Celtics after this game five need to be concerned as a whole, as an entire team because of a, a bad game? I'm confused. Well, it's, what do you mean bad game? We're talking about, Ashley, this is, you, you make it seem like going to Atlanta Thursday uh -huh. for game six is going to be sweet for the Celtics. No, what I'm you saying is, is I, don't, I don't think the Celtics need to be concerned as an entire team because of a half-court shot that Trey, Stung, Trey Songs, <laughs> that Trey Young nice banked in. It happens. Like, yeah, they've played with their food a little a bit. They've overcomplicated the game a little bit. There is some concerns about Missoula's rotations or lack that's thereof. Though. Like, but, close it out. Doesn't but I'm matter. not. But like, as a whole, is this team? Does this team mean to be concerned? They get bounced in the first round? No, they're going to win this series. They're the better team, and in a seven-game series, the better team will always win. Well, I brought up the Memphis. I brought up the Memphis Grizzlies because they were the better team all year, right? They're not better. But that's they're but not that's, better than the Lakers, that's right? A different I mean, they're better than the Lakers. Though. That's what everybody said. Right. Even but Giannis. I know Giannis went down. I know Giannis went down, hurt back, and then did something with his knee out on in the last game. But wouldn't you say that they're the better team than a than a Heat? The Heat struggled all year pretty much. No, but what I'm saying is is that 
it's different when you have a healthy team that has a bad game or has not taken a series as maybe seriously as they should have because they underestimated their opponent. That's drastically different than what's happening in Memphis. Memphis is at a deficit because their star player is injured. Like, injury is different. Injury will change the course of a series. So, yeah, you could be the better team all season, but when the playoffs come around, if your opponent is not healthy, what they did in the regular season is irrelevant because now it's a different team. You're, you're not 100%. That's not what's happening in, in Boston. What's happening in Boston is they went into Atlanta, into the series, probably underestimating their opponent a little bit, they got caught slipping a few times, and here we are. But I don't know if I'm concerned for this team as a whole. I just think that this is what happens when you underestimate your opponent, and you can't underestimate a so, Trey Young despite what the Hawks have looked like all season. Right. There's a couple. Let's add this to you know the few stories that we're following right now and that we're tracking here on Paper Route, right? The Lakers. I'm high on the Lakers. Ashley's not. Okay. The other thing that we talked about was the Suns. We talked about the Suns. Can, do they have enough to get it done? Because yesterday you guys want to talk about them not having a bench. You oh saw your God, boy close out again. with, what, 47 points. And all I'm saying, Ashley, if, if they go to Atlanta and they lose this game, then we need to be concerned. That's right? then, because now then, you're talking about momentum. You yes. got a guy in Trey. Trey can easily come out there. Come on, you, it's, there's a huge difference between the NBA and the NFL. One guy can dictate everything. Trey can easily go out there and have a, a crazy game and drop 50, and he's that type of he's that type of player in the environment. You've seen him in New York. Remember that? What was that? Was that last year where Trey yeah. came in there a couple times and just being spit on, place. kicked, doing all of that, and he just took his game to a whole nother level? He thrived in these I, moments. I so agree with I'm you completely Celtics, on I'm that I'm a little part. bit concerned. I agree with you. I think that if they if Boston does not handle business in game six, then they should be concerned because anything can happen in a game seven. But after game five, no, I personally do not think this team is concerned. But like you said, if they go into game six and they do not handle business and just close off and close out this series, then 100 percent they should be concerned. Anything can happen in a game seven. And we've seen anything happen in a game seven. So I agree with that. Yeah. Corey, Corey, can we do something? What's that? Can we potentially add to our show like a um, a story tracker, right? I think this is the third, maybe fourth story that we're tracking. I don't know if we have anything in football yet. Ashley, do we have anything in football that we're tracking that we disagree on? Anything? Um. Let's see. I don't think so. You think that, oh, you know, I you think, think the Eagles are going to um, win the division. Oh, okay, that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah they will. Well, no, I, actually, I don't think the Eagles are going to win a division. Um, well, I think that's it may be the favorite. You did but say I actually, it. You did I think say the Giants. It. I think the Giants are going to be a problem. I feel like the Giants are going to be a problem this year. I refuse to. I refuse to acknowledge that statement. <laughs> All right, well, how about we move on All right, on let's to put our, that on the tracker. Yeah well, yeah, we'll do that. We'll definitely do that. But let's move on to our second story in the NBA, right? So last night, Devin Booker had a monster night and helped the Suns <laughs> advance, you know, to the second round, right? So he dropped 47 points in game mm -hmm. five. Suns are now set to face off against the number one seeded Denver Nuggets in the second round. But we also received, you know, uh, a rather disappointing update uh, in regards to Kawhi Leonard, right? Mm -hmm. So we learned yesterday that, 
he actually has a torn meniscus, right? I'm not sure what the grade is, but nonetheless, you know, we feel, feel bad for him because, I mean, he obviously was, was on a roll at the beginning of the series. He was averaging 35 points, you know, within the first two games uh, against the Suns before, again, that meniscus injury was revealed. But, uh, but yeah, guys, what do you feel is Kawhi's Leonard with the future? Like, what does it look like? Ashley, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I know that the jokes, the load management jokes and things like that are funny. Um, but it, it was clear to me that something was very wrong with him. You yeah. don't load manage for most of the season, come back in the playoffs, play a game, two tops, and then miss three in a row. It's right. it, There's something deeper there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Clippers weren't transparent about what was going on. They made it seem like he was day to day. There's no day to day when you have a torn meniscus. That's right. it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really unfortunate. I just, I, I tweeted this yesterday because, you know, watching, you know, the Suns and the Clippers in that last game, you know, Russell Westbrook, I, I think this is such a great situation for him, but it, in, in the, as the Clippers, looking at the Clippers as a whole though, it's been unfortunate because I feel like this experiment has never, we've never really seen it in its totality in the way it was intended when it was created. Something has always prevented this team from performing at its full capacity, whether it's PG, whether it's Kawhi, whether it was, you know, the year they went into the bubble, you know, PG and Kawhi only playing 30 plus games, 32 games together. The team as a whole only playing, I think it was like a month's worth of games together and that having the chemistry in the bubble, although they were healthy and there's just something, there's always something stopping this team from being seen in the way they were created to play. And it's so unfortunate as a basketball fan. But Kawhi Leonard, man, this is unfortunate. I I don't know, you know, what you do in this situation because you have a player who doesn't play normally through minute small injuries. It's just Mm -hmm. not his game. He's never been that guy. Mm -hmm. But now you're talking monumental injuries that at this point – I mean, it's. I saw a stat yesterday that it said that Kawhi hasn't seen in a, a full season since 2016, 2017. Wow. That's a yep. long time. It is. And I don't know what you do as the Clippers organization, how much longer you kind of hold on to a player or this idea of this player, this team that you've envisioned when you can't seem to get it right. I, I like Kawhi as a player, so talented, but I just don't know – I don't know what the point of no return is, and I don't know if the Clippers have reached that, but you have to eventually start figuring out what's next because you can't – this is not a way to win. Like, you can't do this. There's no longevity here. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know what, Ashley? It's tough. What's his name, the owner, Mr. Bomber? Is that his his name? Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, he's in a tough situation because if you go back to – uh, the first playoff game, I think they won that game. Um, he was the best person on the court, and that says a lot because who else was on the court, right? Kawhi, man, he showed you who he who he is and who he's been his entire career when he's on the court and he's available. Even the last 20-something games of the season, Kawhi was back in the conversation as a top-five NBA basketball player, and this was a debate you know, that we had with, uh, I think, Gilbert Arenas and, and d And we laughed at d It was like, how can you even throw him in the top five 
when he hasn't even really played, right? And Ashley, you are right. You know, it, it, you know, he hasn't played 60 games, over 60 games since 2016, 2017 season. So this is a real thing because we always talk about your best ability as an athlete being your availability. So if I am the owner of this team, if I'm a, a bomber, I'll probably move on. Um, but it's tough because you got to look at the the alternative. Like, okay, you move on from him. What do you have? You're, this is going to be the first year, I believe, they're opening up the, the new arena. Is that arena opening this year? 2024. Is it this year? 2024. Oh, so, okay. So it is. Next best NBA It'll season, be right? It'll be halfway through the season. They should be able to move in, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, so, you know, you want to sell tickets. And I think you just got to have a real conversation with him. But, like, I'll probably lean towards moving on. It's a shame because you you haven't really seen those guys play together, like you said. And, and they're really a strong team. I actually had them coming out of the West uh, before the season even started. Like, I was that the only, high on the, the only, Clippers. The only issue with moving on, though, is right now, I mean, obviously I'm not an insider like that, but I would feel like Kawhi has no trade value. So the only way mm. to move on would be to force him into retirement is to have that conversation and be like, look, what do you really think your future is, you know, just as a player in general with just these injuries that seem just to be so chronic yeah. and so debilitating that you cannot see full seasons. I don't know how you force somebody into retirement, though. So that's the only you, issue you, that they're yeah. they're. They're here. I heard Stephen A. Smith saying that they, you know, earlier today that they should force him in. I don't think you can force a player into retirement. Yeah. I'd like yeah, to think can. that Kawhi, you know, this is me being an optimist and, and somebody who loves the game of basketball and who has played. And I think there's always a part of you that wants to get back to it. I know that he's not the most expressive, um, but I think that he loves the game. And I, I would like to believe that these injuries for him have just been not only debilitating physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and he wants to play. He wants to get back out there in the way that we have seen him. So maybe, you know, there's hope there. But if there's if these injuries continue like this, this is not even a quality of life for him as an individual. Like, this is just not even a way to exist as a person. Like, basketball aside, there has to come and a Kawhi point where it's Kawhi like... Kawhi doesn't care. You don't think somebody cares about being chronically injured like this? Well, first, like, listen, he's 31, all right? So think about that. He's 31. Uh, there's He should have a lot of uh, basketball left in him, right? And I don't think you need Kawhi to play a full season. I don't think you should expect Kawhi at this point um, to try for a full season. Um, he's also, and, I'm, and this is going you know, to add to your, your conversation around, you know, forcing him into retirement. He's due to make, what, 40-something million dollars next year. Why would he even think about leaving, right? Like, and this meniscus injury, I hear what you're saying, the ACL um, in 21, um, that was tough, and he took off all of 22 season. But this meniscus is something that a lot of... And I say this, right? Like people are like, why are you always talking about football? You're talking about football. Well, that's what I know. I played 13 years in the National Football League. And there's a huge difference between an NFL player and an NBA player, especially from a mindset standpoint, right? But I've seen guys tear their, their meniscus and have a, a, a surgery and be back in 14 days. When I say back, I'm not talking about practice. I'm not talking about rehabbing. 
I'm talking about playing on on a field on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? So this meniscus, it, the timing was terrible. Um, it, you know, it definitely sucks, but he should be able to overcome this um, fairly quickly. Yeah. You, you guys think the Clippers give, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George at least one more year? Together? I think you have to. I mean, I think there's hmm. so – there. You got to think about it from, and I hate talking about players and, 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 you know, people as investments, but from a business perspective, you have to, because you've invested a substantial amount of money in these two. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the number's going to be off, but if I have to think over $80 million off the top of my head, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. between the two of them, you've put so much investment into this organization with those two at the helm. Russell Westbrook is now there. You're building this multi-million dollar um, Billion. Um, stadium, arena, rather. Yeah. I mean, y- you have to go ahead and try to see this investment through. Mm-hmm. You have to. And yeah. as crazy as it may seem to people, like how much longer, it's kind of like that equivalent of when you're in a relationship and, and it's not working, but it's like, okay, I'm going to stick it out for a little bit longer. Maybe yeah. it'll change or she'll mm-hmm. change. And you know, people are like, oh, come on, like how much longer you, 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 you kind of have to, like yeah. you've invested so much into this team with the idea of Kawhi and Paul George, you owe it to yourself as just a businessman to say, all right, one more season. Yeah. Yeah. I think though well, that well, listen. that has to be the cutoff. I think that has to be the, I think that's the line in the sand though. One, one more right. season. And if it doesn't work, yeah. all right, what's next? How do we, how do we move? Yeah. Well, I told you guys earlier how I felt. If I'm bomber from a business perspective, I'm looking for a way out. Ashley, um, you you definitely said something that is valid, right? And that's what's his trade value, right? And I don't even know. Does he even have? Uh, does he have a trade? A no trade clause in his contract? Um, you know what's going on with their salary cap? Like, what type of assets do they have? There's a lot of things that you have to look at before you can even. Uh, start this conversation on moving on from him. Um, but then you go back to just that first game or the, you go back to the last <laughs> 25 games that he played. It was clear that he was one of the best players Absolutely. in the NBA, if not the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous what he does on both sides of the of the court when he's when he's available, when he's healthy. It's unbelievable. Think about what I said. You have Chris Paul, KD and Booker on the court in game one and Kawhi made them look foolish. Exactly. Man. And then add Paul Farmer's George. In a tough, he's, he, he, he's in a tough he's in a tough spot. Paul George too, man. Like yeah. he works so hard in the offseason. I love man. Paul. Yeah. He works so hard mm-hmm. in the offseason, works so hard in the regular season. I mean, for a moment there, it, it looked like him and Russ were going to be enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, Kawhi was a yep. question mark, but if you had those two, you stood a chance. Like, right. you, you had enough. He goes down, and, and he even said, like, it's hard. Like, you, you invest so much time into your body and getting right and being prepared for the season and being healthy, and I was really in a groove, and this happens. And right. you can see it. On his face. You know, Paul George is a little bit more expressive than Kawhi, and you could see it when they pan to him on the camera um, every single time he's on the bench during that series. He just looks defeated. Like, he looks 
broken. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this again. I can't believe I'm not out there when they need me the most. Like, he does not look like somebody. It, it's, it looks like somebody who's having a tough time. Yeah. Like, and it's Yeah, remember hard. he struggled in a bubble, Ashley. Um, he came out. He openly talked about, you know, his struggles with depression and it's dealing hard. with injuries, dealing with the criticism. So hopefully he's okay because he, he he's a he's a he's a warrior. He has a lot of game. I witnessed it, witnessed it uh, firsthand this offseason. I played him one on one, and I ain't have a chance. You know, I ain't have a chance. Like I'm, I'm talking about, and Ashley, you always make fun of me when I talk about playing, <coughs> you know, in the NBA or playing against these NBA players. But one thing I can say, and I, and I can say this confidently, with, with, I mean, with a lot of confidence, I got defense. And when I tell you, like, I was all over him, following him, and he still was just draining, a, you know, every shot that he was taking, it was unbelievable. You really saw the, this, this skill come to life. So hopefully he gets his mental right and that, he that finds part. himself back with the Clippers and he's good. That part, the mental part, like, real quick, like, that's why, like, I'm so... I'm very sensitive about clowning people who are injury prone. Like I know the jokes are the jokes and it's, and we call, you know, AD Mr. Glass and things like that. But as someone who's had like injuries in their life, Achilles back, things like that, it messes with you. Like it, there, there comes a point where like your body doesn't feel like your own anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, you just, you can't do the things you normally can do you, you don't recognize yourself when you look into a mirror. You're losing muscle mass. You can't work out if you're an active person. You can't do this. You can't do that. And if it happens back to back and it's continuous, it hap it messes with your mind. Like your mental is not okay. Like it, you can enter a very, very dark place. Like we talk about it on such a small scale with COVID and how people like did not recognize you know, they went into these dark places in isolation and, mm -hmm. and, you know, people lost weight from being so sick and, and things like that. It's hard, like mm -hmm. not recognizing your body and not feeling okay in your body is not an easy thing to deal with. And when we talk about athletes who their whole identity is this game and what they can do on a court or on a field, and you take that away and you take it away back to back to back. And it's after a rehab, it's another injury. And after a rehab, it's another injury. It's not an easy thing to overcome. Like, and the jokes are the jokes. And I know like, you know, Twitter does what Twitter does, but it's a serious thing. And like it can, and it can mess and it does mess with like a lot of people. So yeah. and, like I'm sending and, positive energy to Kawhi, PG, all those guys, man. It's tough. Agreed. And listen, and, I, and I'll say this, you know, I'm a champion for mental health, um, love these conversations, lean, in, lean into these conversations. But Ashley, I will say this, it's, 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 it's their job as athletes. It was my job as an athlete. Like, you have to find a way to overcome these things. That's actually what makes <laughs> you who you are and helps you get to this level, especially at the professional level. You're, you have to overcome so many distractions, so many losses, right? Like you lose, think about this, you lose more than you win as an athlete. Mm. You get your ass kicked in practice and games more than you actually win. Like think about that and you just gotta find a way to continue to get up, get up and overcome those moments. So with all that being said, with like Kawhi Leonard, with Zion Williamson, with AD, with Paul George, like you, 
as a professional athlete, you have to be able to deal with the criticism. Um, it's, 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 I don't agree with half the stuff that's out there. You have to be able to overcome injury. And those are the moments, right? Like when it sucks and you're crying and it's painful, you got to lean on your support system. You have to have a plan in place, not only to overcome the physical, but also the mental. So that's their job as an athlete is to deal with these things because you're, you live in high pressure situations. As an athlete, just and it reminds me being here uh, in this facility, um, I used to always say when I was playing, like, this is one of the most toxic environments you could work in or live in, right? As a professional, I have to think about it. You walk in, this is like one of the only, well, I guess every profession, but every single day, if you're not, if you're not reaching peak performance or elite status or you're, you know, unlocking your full potential, you could be cut, right? You know, you, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Athletes are making millions of dollars, right? And if you're not cutting it, you're out of here. Like, even now, like, there's networks, that, like, all over the place on the front lawn, in this room, next door, in the front of the facility waiting on Aaron Rodgers, right? And they're going to ask him tough questions, right? Why did you leave? Did you talk to this guy? Right. How many years are you going to play? So you have to be able to deal with all of this as an athlete. So just wanted to hit that right as we have this conversation, because there's athletes that, you know, pay attention to what we're saying and and, and what we're doing. And you got to have some healthy boundaries in place, but also you also got to be tough. Like If you want to be a, an athlete, you got to be tough as well. Yeah, on a lighter note, if there's cameras there, go walk in front of their shots with your your sweatshirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and just stand there. They might get mad at me. Just, just pretend you're on the phone talking to somebody and just stand in everybody's right. shot. Go to camera to camera. Just stand there. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're going to ask Show me you. to jump on. Show your shirt off real quick and then just Yo, you know what's, down you know what's funny? You know, you know what's funny in this space as a, a retired athlete now in media, right? Like, we come to these type of settings, um where there's a lot of media people, even at Radio Row for the Super Bowl, right? Like, we're there to work. We're there doing the same thing that they're doing. But then they want to pull you in and be like, yo, can you jump on my show? I want to interview you. I want to get your perspective. I'm like, yo, I got to do what you're doing. Yo, <laughs> right? that's the biggest facts, though, Corey. <laughs> at Radio Row, I will, let me tell you something right now. I will never do Radio Row with Brandon Marshall ever again. <laughs> because it is like, it's 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 mayhem like we're there to work and get content for ourselves right, right, right like we're right. we're working we have the radio show and we have um tiktok and we're doing all these things and brandon even steps outside of the little like you know makeshift installation that's brandon, there brandon, brandon. brandon get on my podcast brandon brandon <laughs> brandon hey man i'm working brandon brandon oh, and i'm like all right you know what i'm just gonna sit here when y'all are done Come gak and get me. Like I, I can't. Like I'm not. I'm not chasing Brandon around the 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 convention center. It's insane. It's like, and, and you know the toughest and the toughest thing, Ashley, is saying is no. Your peers, but to your peers though, because oh, there's yeah. now there's so many other athletes out there doing this. You saw Derwin James, yeah. uh, Vaughn Miller. Um, there was a lot of guys out there doing the same thing. So that's the hardest part is telling your 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 brothers no. Like nah. I can't jump on it right now. I got actually five minutes to get over here to sit down with these four athletes or 
personality. So, but Brandon does a, try uh, to say yes to a lot of people, which puts gun. us in a terrible time <laughs> management situation <laughs> because he'll say, All right, I got 15 minutes, I can give you five, you five, you four, <laughs> you three, you 60. Brandon, you can't do that. We have that's fine. I, I'll, I'll make it work. Like, Brandon will say yes to like everybody, uh -huh, uh -huh. man, of the or at people. least tries to. <laughs> Man of the people. All right, guys, let's move on, though, right? So there's one more day until the NFL draft. And as I said at the top of the show, we're going to break down two more divisions. We're going to do the <laughs> NFC North and the NFC South. And then again, break down their needs headed into the draft. So we're going to start with the NFC North today, right? And I believe our first team, another team that Brandon played for, Chicago Bears, right? Brandon, so right now, I think at the top of their board, they have offensive tackle edge and corner what do you think they should prioritize heading into the draft all right so the bears need ownership um i'm gonna go there you know sometimes Shady. i spice it up with these right. answers um the raiders remember ashley with my answer for the raiders what they needed yesterday you remember what it was it was a new head coach, head coach. <laughs> new head coach take all the players all the positions off the board mm -hmm. chicago bears they need ownership mm. they want to be good they just have to find a way to get out of the way, mm. right? Because I really like um, Fields. I like what they're doing. I love the moves they made this offseason. This could be a surprise team. So if I had to pick a position, if I had to, I'm going O-line, and you have that on the board, right? Like, you have to protect your guy. Yeah. And this is a guy, right, like, you. we saw it last year. You can do so much with him. This, this new age uh, 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 type of quarterback. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, where these guys are dual threats. This dude could easily rush for 1,000 yards this year and also throw for 3,500 yards or, or 3,000 yards, I would say. I ain't put him out there yet, but let's say 3,000 uh, yards through the air and 1,000 yards on the ground. So give him what he needs up front, the type of dynamic uh, guard or even – you know, I don't even know, uh, you know, are they going to prioritize a guard or a tackle? Right. But give them a guy that can do both, you know, because some of these offensive linemen coming in, you know, they can only do one or the other, right? Some some programs at the college level, they're really good at pass pro. Mm -hmm. Some guys, if you're playing like, a, you know, in the, against the Ohio States of the world and, you know, the Michigans of the world, they got offensive linemen that can really get in those trenches and go. Yeah. Right, so I'm going O-line here, yeah. Corey. I'd say one thing about the Bears' offense is that I feel like you could find their scheme at the college level, right? So I think they'll be able to find – I agree. I think offensive line should probably be their priority going into mm -hmm. the draft. All right, next team, Lions, right? Right now they're looking at corners, D-linemen, and linebackers. What do you think they should be prioritizing tomorrow? Yeah, this is a scrappy – I mean, at, at this point, they need a little bit of everything. Yeah. Right, because – and I say that because what they got half their team suspended for gambling. What's going on in Detroit? I guess, yeah, yeah. I know they got what they got the MGM over there. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a casino right there. And, and for a lot of people who haven't been to Detroit, it's it's actually close to Canada. So there's more casinos over there. Mm -hmm. Like you literally can throw a rock around uh, uh, over the the little pond, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and, and there's a uh, there's Canada and there's casinos over there. I don't know what the hell is going on in Detroit, Corey mm. and Ashley, but Last week, we had, what, three, four guys suspended for gambling. Yeah. This is a big deal. So, Corey, that board and everything you just showed, you can just throw that out, right? Because they got running backs suspended, receivers. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. 
You tell me right, yeah, the Detroit Lions, they need to go out there and uh and, and figure this out, man, and 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 get a a a, a hold on this gambling situation. So mm-hmm. this might even be an NFL problem, Corey. Right? Like yeah, now we're embracing, issue. you know, the fandals of the world, the DraftKings of the world, fanatics is coming into play. You have Win Bet, you have Bet MGM, you have all of these players there. Um, and I, I don't even know the rules anymore. And no one's even um, being transparent with what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You saw Calvin Ridley just uh, come back after a year suspension for gambling. I think he was actually gambling on uh, on NFL games, which is an absolutely no-no. Um, so, Corey, let's go everything here. You said everything. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our next team, team that's kind of been in the news a lot lately, the Green Bay Packers. Right now they're looking mm. at wide receivers, <laughs> yeah. D-linemen, and tight ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they just shipped yeah. away their, you know, their top receiver, Alan Lazard. So what do you think they should be looking at? <laughs> they need Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but we're, I'm sitting here in Florham Park about to you know, ask him a question or two. Um, cause he's over here. They traded him away. They need a general manager. Brian Gutenkus, you're on the clock. <laughs> you're talking about a day away, Corey. You're talking about, oh, we're, we're, the, the draft is a day away and all mm-hmm. these teams are on the clock. What do they need? Brian Gutenkus, like I said, what was it, yesterday or two days ago? He's on the clock. Mm-hmm. The first thing, one of the first things you did when you got this gig was try to trade and get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Not trade him. You went and drafted uh, uh, Jordan Love. Yeah. And I know Ashley has some thoughts there talking about, well, Brandon, I actually think, you know, they he's getting older and you have to figure it out. That's not what I said. With him and Brett Favre. What did you say? What I said was I can't blame the Packers for starting to think about post Aaron Rodgers life. I can blame them for the timing of it, though. That's what I said. I think it was premature. So- I don't think the ideology as a whole was that far-fetched, though. You have to start preparing for it at some point. It was premature, though. So back-to-back years, you lose uh, Devontae Adams, Ashley. You lose Alan Lazard this year. You lose uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but you have uh, Jordan Love entering his fourth year. Um, Defensively, they played better. Is there anything that jumps out to you? Like, is there one position that jumps out to you? For the Packers? Yeah. I'm going to say, honestly, like, listen, obviously wide receivers and things like that, you need to give somebody Jordan, you need to give Jordan Love somebody to throw to, somebody to start getting his, his accolades with. But I will say this, though. You also need to protect him. Mm-hmm. Because you have a young quarterback, hasn't really had much time in the system. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, how that those practices have looked. Um, I don't know even know if he's had any reps with the first team when Aaron so Rodgers was even there. You're gonna have to go ahead and expect he's, there's gonna be some growing pains there. He's gonna make some mistakes. He's gonna hold that ball in his hand a little bit too long. His decision making is not going to be the greatest. You got to give him as much time as possible. You want to go ahead and you know protect your guy because you put a lot of investment into him. You want him around for right. a while. So, so Ashley, you said a lot there. Uh, I agree with you. If you you know, look, they have 
until the end of this spring to make a decision on his fifth year option, but you haven't really seen him. So you really right. don't know what you're investing in. So that's a problem, right? If you want this guy to have a, to get a fair shot, you're right. You need playmakers. So wide receivers is a big need. Um, but Ashley, what do you do with the inexperienced quarterback or a quarterback that really hasn't had um, a lot of opportunities? You run the ball. Right. right? You hide him behind a so running back. You, I love what you said there, right? Like, go get it. Go get it. Go, go invest in your offensive line and lean <laughs> on the run, right? Because now you're thinking about, okay, what type of ball are we going to play? What's our philosophy? If you think about where this head coach comes from, he comes from where? That Shanahan tree, right? Um, damn, everybody comes from the Shanahan tree. Shanahan, McVay, like, it's all, like, one thing now. Um but you, they lean on the run. They get really, they get really savvy in the run game, and and that's what I would do. When you had Aaron Rodgers, he could drop back forty times and win the game that way. But I think you start leaning on the run. So um, it's a toss up for me between a playmaker and offensive line. All right. So next team, last team of the NFC North, we got the Vikings. Right now, they're looking at corners, wide receivers, and linebackers. Who you think they should be focusing on? Mm, I'm going defense there. You lose your your your, your linebacker. Um, he held it down for 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 many years there. Um, I'm actually going uh, any playmaker on the defensive side, right? Like I love what I'm. I love what what they're doing on the offensive side. You have to stop someone. That was the problem last year, Corey. They were giving up 300, 350 yards a game. Yeah. Like you could do whatever you want against that defense. Right, yeah. Matter of fact, I think they should take all their picks and invest in. And just the defensive side. Don't take anybody on the offensive <laughs> side. Yeah, offensive I don't care who it is. I don't care. It could be Randy Moss is on the board. You know, somehow he's back in the draft. Don't take him. Whoa, chill out. Chill out chill defense, out. defense, defense, so defense, extreme, defense, huh? defense, yeah, defense, 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 defense. Actually, look crazy. up the numbers. Like, it was ridiculous what they were giving up last <laughs> year. Yeah, no, they were You'll have Justin Jefferson going for 200-something yards, three touchdowns, Kirk Cousins having mm -hmm. a day. But then you still lose because the other team went for 400 yards. Like, it's ridiculous what they were doing on the defensive side. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely got to prioritize defense for sure. All right, let's move on to the NFC South. So, first team in the NFC South, I believe we have the Falcons. Yep, right now they're looking at corners, mm. linebackers, and edge rushers. So, it looks like they're going to prioritize defense this year. What do you think, Brennan? Yeah, I like the edge rusher. You can't lose there. You know, there's a few positions that you should, every team should prioritize. Quarterback, a lot of people say, well, what, well why aren't they prioritizing quarterback? Because they really think they have their guy. I had an opportunity, actually, when last time I ran into A-Rod, their young qu quarterback that they got last year, the dude, I'll be honest, I haven't watched much of him. Mm -hmm. But what I saw in this tournament, I really liked and I loved his composure, his confidence, his demeanor. This dude could be the guy for years to come. So I'm going defense here um, because you also, when I talked about prioritizing these positions, quarterback, um, left tackle, now the right tackle is just as important as the left tackle. But defensive line, man, linebackers, you need help there. You get a Bosa, you get a guy like J.J. Watt, yeah. you get a guy like that, they totally changed the trajectory of your franchise. It does. I agree with that. I agree. Now, we got the Panthers, right? They got the number one pick in the draft. And, of course, you know, their number one priority is probably quarterback. 
but they also got corner and edge rusher on their board. What do you think? Aside from a quarterback, I think we, I think we all can agree that that's probably their main priority right now. But uh, cornerback and right. edge, what do you think? So obviously quarterback, right? But like if they can get savvy in the draft, I don't know uh, all the assets they have going into tomorrow's um, draft, but um, I'm going cornerback here. You need a playmaker. It's it. You know, one of the best feelings as a wide receiver or as an offensive guy when you're sitting on the bench um, is sitting there and hearing the crowd go crazy because your team picked the ball off or somebody did the peanut punch, you know, and turned the ball over. And they're, they're giving you another opportunity to go score. Corey, you know this as a wide receiver. You grew up playing wide receiver. You were one of the greatest wide receivers to come out of your high school and do during not your gas year. This man you know, on your this show, Brandon he was. Oh, I'm being you, honest you with you. All you gotta though. do is look him up. Oh my God, here we go. Name. We got two of the greatest <laughs> wide receivers to <laughs> ever play the game mind. in my presence. <laughs> oh, go, go see how Corey, many Corey, all Americans Corey, came Corey, out of St. Corey, tell her. Oh my God. Corey, who all offered you coming out, Corey? Oh, I mean, it was it was a lot. I can I can tell you who didn't offer me. I, who didn't offer me? Oh, was, was, you see what I'm saying? Look, you hear what he said? He's like, it's too many. Who didn't <laughs> offer you? Name them. Name them. Name Alabama. Them. I mean, these are all teams I obviously spoke to. So the reason why they didn't offer me was because I just didn't express interest in them. So it was Alabama, USC. <laughs> it was Alabama, USC. USC. Yeah, and that was and Ooh. that was that was really yeah, Alabama and USC. Everywhere else, everywhere Dang. else I like, got. Uh, Corey, why did you pick Notre Dame? Man, because, and I was actually just telling somebody this the other day. It was, it was, when I came out, it was two years, no, I think it was a year, they were a year removed from going to the national championship, right? So they were a team that was on top. So I was like, obviously, that was one thing that checked the box. I wanted to go to a contender. And then two, like, I wanted to go to a place that, that uh, you know, that had good academics. Because, of course, life after football is a thing. You're, you are going to have to transition to the professional world, the professional space, and there's no school that can honestly, you know, develop you and, pre and prep you for that. So that was those were like the two biggest, you know, things <laughs> I was looking at coming out of high school. What other schools offered you? So, so my top three was uh, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and I really liked UCLA at the time. So, so that was mm -hmm. that was another school. Of course, Oregon was nice because they got the nice uniforms and whatnot. Um, Another school I liked was, uh, I mean, I like Miami. University what about the Florida school? You got Miami. Yeah, did yeah. they offer you Florida, Florida State? Yeah, yeah. All, all the Florida schools did. But I also wanted to get out of Florida, though. That was another big thing for me. And and if I were to stay, I wanted to stay in Miami. So, like, before so Florida, me, Florida so State. Me, Nick Saban offered me a, a, a scholarship for wide receivers. So, he? it's crazy he didn't ask <laughs> you. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe your hands weren't as elite as you say they were. Because he came to my house, had to sit down, shook my parents' hand <laughs> and everything. And said, yo, come to Bama. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, say, but I can't, I can't live yeah. in, I can't live in Alabama, bro. I can't do that. I can't, these hands so, can't go to Bama. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just, my question for both of you guys, then in retrospect with what you guys do it differently, start with you, Corey, and then Ashley, I want to hear. Would I not go to Bama? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, no, no, I wouldn't have done it differently because I wouldn't trade the relationships I've built over the years for nothing, right? Like if I hadn't gone to Notre Dame, I wouldn't have known all the people and all the, the you know, the professionals that I know right now. So, no, I wouldn't do it again. Would because I have not I gone to I, FAU? I mean, do it over rather. No, no, Bama. You, oh, you Bama? said you were highly recruited. Would I, would I have gone uh, to receiver. Bama with Nick Saban? Um, 
No, Bama looks like it's boring. Like I, I, I couldn't have existed in Alabama. I mean, I appreciated saving, sitting down, and you know, talking to my parents and saying, "You have some of the best hands." Mm-hmm. I, he said, "I had the best hands he has ever seen." Like it was, he was gassing me. He was like, "Please, Please. come to Bama. I need you." We'll win a title together. Yes. We'll win multiple titles together. You could be the next Court. Randy Moss. And I was like, Saban, look, chill. I need uh, you to just, you're so... doing too much. You're laying in one thick. I can't go. I can't do it. You know? <laughs> Corey, 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 uh-huh. if Ashley played ball, what position would she play? Like, and and go into the psyche of, right, of, well, of these I mean, of positions, course, right? Linebacker, right? Yeah. Yeah. safety, corner, wide receiver, quarterback, like kicker, like, there's only there's only one Her position person. that makes sense though, and, and you you could probably you could probably agree with this. It's, it's corner, cause you know what I'm saying, cause she's just gonna get into the head, <laughs> get into the head of the other receiver. That's it. Yeah, she's gonna. That or I'd be a really good corner. quarterback. Though. I, I can see Ashley no, on the line of no, scrimmage no really holding conversations with receivers at the line of scrimmage. No, like, I'd be actually yeah, I would be a corner. I'm a good trash talker. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so good, Corey. You uh, right. Yeah. 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 You yeah, exactly. right. I'd be a corner for sure. So, so Ashley, your who's my NFL equivalent? Yeah, yeah. Jalen, no, wow, style, no, 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 no. I, I got a good one. I got a good one. I, I see Zaire Alexander. Oh, from from, from Green really? Bay, Zaire Alexander. No, I would that say Jalen from a trash talk. No, 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 no. What Zaire Alexander? What Jalen saying? What Jalen saying in the locker room that time? I don't know. You tell me. I actually, you tell me. I actually, <laughs> played, I actually played against Zaire Alexander because, you know, I, I grad transferred to Purdue, and our first game of the season was a- The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's, um, who, do you, who, do you, uh, who do you play for? In, in, I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah but I, play, I played against him. At, he didn't go to Louisville. <coughs> I feel like I'd be good. I'd be a good wide receiver though, too. Yeah, yeah, but but long story short, I definitely I played against him in college. He he was good though, but he he, he was a talker. So so that's why I gave her that comparison. And he's okay. good. He legit. Mm. Okay, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, what was yeah. the team that you asked me about? Let's get back on topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, right. we got to get back on topic. Panthers. No, but I think we you, you established that, right? You say corner. Corner is probably something that, you know, there we go. Be oh, looking at. There you go. All right, yeah. so let's go to our next yeah. team. We got the Saints. Right now they're looking at offensive linemen, wide receivers, and edge rushers. What do you think they need to be prioritizing tomorrow? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Dennis Allen. Remember, Dennis Allen took over for Coach Sean Payton. Coach Sean Payton was there for a very long time. Dennis Allen used to be the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, that didn't work out. He found his way um, um, in New Orleans with Coach Payton for a very long time. I, I, I tell you about him because he he truly is one of the um, one of the better defensive coordinators in the game. Right now, he's a head coach. He has to manage it all, but he loves. He lets his guys, like the Carmichael's of the world, do their thing on offense. But he he pretty much took what Coach Payton already had that template and just ran with that. Um, what makes what made the New Orleans Saints really good was that they had an offense that was rolling, and defensively, they found a way over the last five six years in the second half of each season turn into one of the better defenses and when coach Peyton left I remember sitting down with Demario Davis like okay what how are you guys going to do this you got Peyton's gone Drew Brees is gone they said yo we're going to lean into what what we really been best at the last couple years and that's defense defensively we carried them you have uh Cam Jordan you know I think he's in year 10 or year 11 so he's getting older I would actually pair him with another uh dynamic edge rusher um you got Carr at the quarterback you drafted a couple young wide receivers. Um, uh, Thomas took a pay cut. He's, He's back. back. Yep. Alvin Kamara, can he bounce back and get back to Pro Bowl status? I'll go I'll go defense, and I'll go defense a lot. Man, you kind of just reminded me there how good the Saints actually looking right now going into next season. So, yeah, we'll see, see what they do tomorrow in the draft. Last but not least, we got the Buccaneers. Right now they're looking at offensive tackles, running backs, Oof. and tight ends. This team, this team, um, man, you know what I feel? I feel like this could potentially happen to the the Jets, right? You go out there, you 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 make a a, a big acquisition, you get Tom Brady, right? So you go all in, right? Because you know Tom Brady at the time, he was what, 42, 43? Mm -hmm. So you go get Tom Brady knowing that you can only have him for you know, one, two, maybe three years. Mm -hmm. After that, what happens to this organization, right? You see it. Mm -hmm. It's like rebuilt. This can happen to the Jets. You go get Aaron Rodgers. Press conference is here, coming up here shortly, 2 p.m. Eastern, right? A lot of One of the biggest questions, how long is Aaron Rodgers going to play? Is it one year? Is it two years? Could they potentially get more out of Aaron Rodgers? We know going into that darkness retreat, he was 90% retired. So you don't know what you're going to get, right? Mm -hmm. This team, I think they're better positioned. Well, and actually, it's kind of similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. They had a top five defense with Coach Bowles. Right now, the Jets got a top five defense. Yeah. Okay? Now you go at a veteran quarterback. You win, a, you win a Super Bowl. Guy leaves. He retires. What happens? So I feel like, and, and basically what I'm saying, and just continue to follow me here, is you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, and now you even have the Jets. They're saying, you know what? The Super Bowl is that valuable and it means that much to us that we're going to go all in on these 
these th these next two years and whatever happens after that just happens like we're we're just rebuilding we know that mm -hmm. we know the next four or five years may be tough for us the rams went through the same thing i feel like the rams they're not even preparing to really compete at an extremely high level or at least for super bowls until 24 25. Mm -hmm. so when you ask me about the tampa bay buccaneers i say that you know they're going to go offensive line defensive line tom coach todd bowles Talked about Rand yesterday with the Tennessee Titans. He comes from the Bill Parcells tree. They build inside out. Todd Bowles loved defensive line. He loves offensive linemen. So I see him leaning there. Um, if they don't, you know, be in position to take a quarterback that they may they may like that's still available on their board. So um, you got Baker Mayfield, but that really is a gap quarterback in a gap year. So you take quarterback if you, your guy is sitting there when you're picking if someone falls to you or, um, you know, you go offensive line. That's what I would say the Tampa Bay Bucks Bucks are doing. But they're not going into this draft thinking that they're going to compete at a high level yep. next year. Yeah, yeah. All righty. That's a wrap for our pre-draft breakdown today. We have two more divisions left tomorrow ahead of the draft. We'll do the NFC East and the NFC West. But all right, let's transition to word on the tweet, right, where we – I uh, scraped up a couple tweets from the TL Ooh. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, our first tweet is, is you know, pretty interesting. Of course, we're going to stay along the, uh, you know, the conversation of the NFL draft. But in the last week, we've seen uh, the odds really shake up on who's going to be the number one uh, draft pick in, in uh, this year's draft. Of course, you know, all the teams at the top of the, uh, top of the draft right now are, are looking for quarterbacks and whatnot. But just who those quarterbacks are going to be is you know is what's been in question so right our first tweet we got a tweet from FanDuel Sportsbook and Will Levis he, he's the topic of of this conversation right now right so on Sunday morning his odds to be the number one pick was plus 4,500 if you're not familiar with betting basically means it was pretty unlikely that he was going to be the number one pick then yesterday so this tweet is from yesterday it said that the odds changed from plus you know, from plus 4,500 to plus 850 and then now his odds are currently plus 600. So that means basically that he's, you know, it's pretty likely that he could possibly be the number one pick in the NFL draft tomorrow. So, Brandon. That's suspicious. Very suspicious. Very <laughs> suspicious. When do you think we'll let us, be, you know, hear his name called tomorrow? Well, Ashley, so um, who was I just talking to? I asked somebody, is he a top 10 pick and they looked at me and said absolutely right uh so i think he'll go uh in the top 10 and him going 9 10 um that could be him falling right because there are a lot of people that's high on him um and there's going to be a lot of action don't forget there's still a lot of teams that can trade up trade back they can do some cool things so i think he's off the board uh before the 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 10th pick is gone um i just googled will levis and uh, NBC Sports says, don't believe everything you read on the internet, right? <laughs> and like, if you read the article, it goes into some things, but I'll let you guys do it on your free time. Um, Ashley, you talked about this is suspicious. To me, it's like business, right? This is the whole betting, gambling space, right? Like that's somebody in that world getting stuff riled up because that's one of the biggest partners outside of a network, the NBC deals, the, uh, the the CBS deals, the ESPN, now Amazon, YouTube's in the play. The next big space is gambling, 
right? So now you, you're, you're creating action before the draft. That's what this is to me. They looked at Will and said, he is the best person to get more people on our platforms betting. That's what that says to me, Ashley. What are your predictions, though? Where do you think he, he's going to get picked up at, Ashley? I don't think it's number one, but probably. I, I would say top ten. I agree with Brandon. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I thought that was very interesting, though, because Will Levis, I mean, you know, as you know, all the way up until I'd say about yesterday, you know, the, the, the talks have been around C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. And even, you know, we going back a couple months, C.J. Uh, uh, Stroud's really name has been kind of dominating that conversation at going number one. So. We'll see. We'll see. But, but you, you never know, man. People do wild things. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like preference, right? And you, yeah. you sit in these rooms, you interview people, you know, you never know what's coming up, right? Like, I didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to go number one overall. Uh, who thought that the, uh, you know, the 49ers was going to move up, do all of that to go get Trey Lance, right? Mm -hmm. So... It's going to be interesting for sure. You never know what can happen. Well, listen, one of our producers, JP, just texted me and said that Frank Reach, am I saying his name right? Rich? Reach? Frank Reich? Frank, Reich. Yeah, from the Sorry. Yep. Loved Carson Wentz, and Will Levis is Carson Wentz 2.0. Mm. So there is a chance because the Carolina Panthers do pick number one. Mm -hmm. So just... Keep that in the back of your mm. mind, folks. Yeah. That'd be a wild you know what? You know wild. what? You know who texted me yesterday? Oh. Josh McCown. Mm. And you know who is the quarterback coach of the Carolina Panthers? I believe it's Josh McCown. Oh, wow. I need to text Josh McCown and get his thoughts. Yeah, get, get I got to learn how to be an insider. Yeah. Like, we, we, have this, we, we have the access to get the scoops, Ashley. We just got to use it. We got to open up our, 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 our dang Rolodex and ask these questions. He literally texted me yesterday. You know what he texted me? He said, because we were trying to get him on the show, because there's a lot of talk about him potentially being the head coach of uh, the Houston Texans. And he was like, yeah, no, it's not. The timing's not right for me, right? But there definitely was discussions there. I was like, yo, come on the show. And so after he saw who we had this these past two weeks, he's like, after seeing who you guys been sitting down with, I'm convinced that I don't deserve to come on. So that's what that was Josh McCown yesterday texted me. But I'm going to hit him up and I'm going to ask him about this Will Levis guy. And then I'll tell you guys tomorrow what he says. All right. Looking forward to that one. All right. Let's move on to our next tweet. Right. So our next tweet we have from Kay Adams. Right. She, and recently she had Von Miller on her show up and on the Up and Adams show. And she said that Von Miller, well, Von Miller said that he would choose quarterback Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers any day. And we actually have a video from that interview with them. Let's take a look at it. It's Aaron Rodgers. And that Jets team was already crazy before. They already, they're already competitive, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. Their defense is one of the best defenses in the league. You got Quinn Williams and, and um, Sauce Gardner. And, you know, um, got great linebackers. Got C.J. Mosley. Man, they got, they got a tough team. You know, they got Garrett Wilson's one of the best receivers already. Um, offensive line was injured. They're getting some big-time offensive linemen back. Uh, Brees Hall was killing the league. Like, it already had a tough I'm at peace, though, because we have Josh Allen. I thought that was mm. funny because he said, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Brandon take this one. I, I can't wait. I'm gonna sit said, back and just get said, my tea ready and enjoy this because right, right, I already right. know he about to go crazy. Mm. No, I thought that was funny though because he said, no, all I, I'm I not... say that Josh Allen was better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I got Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna do that, Corey and Ashley. 
I'm not. This is like he's supposed to say that. Right. He has to say it. That's his teammate. Mm -hmm. Of course. What What do you expect him to do? Mm -hmm. Think he's supposed to come out and, and, and go against his guy? Mm -hmm. This is him being a great teammate. One thing we know about Juan <laughs> Miller, he's always been that, right? Like, go back to the Denver days. He's been a guy, you know, I, we had him on a show. Remember, Ashley, he talked about building out his, uh, basement. his, uh, his house and his basement to actually fit some of his players. Uh -huh. He had one guy that was like 300 Very something cool. pounds yeah. and a big old rear end, whatever. So he got his bar stools to fit him. That's just him being a, a great, you don't remember that? I do, but mm -hmm. it's the way you retold that story. That was fascinating. How, what, what am I supposed to say? You said big old rear <laughs> right, end. Right, right, right. You missed miss your pause moment. <laughs> no, he's supposed to say this, but everybody knows that um, Aaron Rodgers uh, is, is the better quarterback. Wait, right? Josh so let Allen's me ask special. you a question. If he's yep. supposed to say that because that's his teammate, if you were still on the Chicago Bears and I was interviewing you and I said, Brandon Marshall, who's the better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Jay Cutler? Who would you say? <laughs> yeah. I would say, look. <laughs> but you got to go with your teammate, Brandon. All right, all right let me get you. Let's, let, me, let me role play right here. Okay. Right, you Brandon ready? Marshall, Boom. welcome to the show. Um, yep, just want to kick things me. off with something light real quick. Better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, or your quarterback, QB1, Jay Cutler? Well, first off, Ashley, before I answer that question, I just want to say I'm a big fan of yours. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh -huh. It is a true honor. Um, but to answer your question, I would say, look, 2006, I shared this year with Jay Cutler, right? And this is one of the probably the most important, one of the biggest moments of our life. We were drafted uh, not only the same year, but to the same team, right? Mm. He went first round. Then we took Tony Shuffler in the third. Um, then they came around and took me in the fourth. And ever since that moment, right, like we 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 created this this unbreakable bond. No matter what we go through, the highs and lows, it doesn't matter. Interceptions, drop balls, it doesn't matter. That's my guy. You remember T.O.? Remember T.O. came out, Tony Romo, that's my quarterback. Mm -hmm. that's, my qu that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I'm going to war with Jay Cutler over anybody else. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, don't matter. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, you can bring Joe Montana back, Joe Burrow. I don't care. I'm rocking with Jay Cut. Mm -hmm. That's who I'm going with. So you're taking Jay Cutler over Aaron Rodgers. Want to clarify that for the viewers? <laughs> I said what I said. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Look, look, Corey, you see how I started all, all professional. Like, <laughs> hey, course. thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Yeah. And I turned up halfway yeah. through my take. <laughs> no, you did that. You did that. But no, hey, well, well, I'm gonna have you still rank some quarterbacks here. Luckily, no, you're but not hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Let uh -huh. me say this though, no, Ashley. This is true. This is a true story. So <laughs> he tricked me. Dave <laughs> Cutler tricked me. He tricked me. So <laughs> 2014, I want to say, I had one more year left on my deal. Just came off of an all-pro year, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, something like that. It was It was a wild year. Um, go up there to to our guys, Phil Emery. I'm like, yo, let's 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 look at a, an extension. So we worked through an extension, right? Or we were working through an extension. That offseason, when I tell you, right, that Jay Cutler, I was saying it publicly, I was like, oh, he's going to be MVP uh, uh, of the league next year or this upcoming season. 
spectacular. Not only what he was doing on the field, because we always saw him make all the throws and he was extremely special there. But the way he was leading, like he was running the show. And then we also had an amazing dinner, right? And this one we took Alshon Jeffrey. So maybe it was a year before. And we went to Mastro's and we just he and I sitting in ourselves. And he had two, we had two bottles of wine. We finished the whole um the whole uh both bottles of wine and we were watching a draft. And he said, here's my goals. And he rolled it out. And then he followed that up with the amazing offseason. So anyways, we get through it, right? Uh, we get through that moment. Then we're sitting there trying to get my deal done. And it's not getting done. It's taking a lot longer than it should have. And then the New England Patriots call. And they're like, yo, we want to trade for them. And they'll pay, they'll, they was going to pay me. So I had an opportunity to pick between Tom Brady and Jay Cutler, and I picked Jay Cutler, and then Damn. that year we imploded. So. Mistakes happen every day, B. <laughs> Yo, that's tough. Players, players mess up too. You know what I'm Yo, saying? That's tough. That's tough. I know. It happens. Know, Even Jordan like missed Corey. a couple I'm shots. Like you know? I'm like Corey. In uh, retrospect, I wouldn't change it for the world, though. Course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me who I am today. There you go. There you go. If it wasn't for those moments, it, it, I wouldn't be ready for the moments that I'm in today. Exactly. There you go. Love, <laughs> love that mindset. Mm. All right, now let's look at our next tweet, though, right? So we're actually going to stay again on the uh, in, in the AFC East. How about that? But we got a tweet from Dave Portnoy, right, uh, president of Barstool Sports. And yesterday he ranked the AFC East quarterbacks, right? So if you look at his list, he has Josh Allen, number one, Mac Jones, number two, Aaron Rodgers, number three, and Tua Tagovailoa, number four. Now, again, I interesting list to say the least right but guys how about we rank you know the quarterbacks in the AFC East what, what would you say you know well who comes at one who comes at two you know three four how you guys see it Mac Jones being number two please get out of my face this is why <laughs> this is why Barstool's a joke like uh, be for real like there might have been some bias in there please get out of my face hey, been some bias hey he knows something they just completed their sale for 550 million right. he look that's all he's doing Ashley he's just trying to get us to talk about it mm. he's winning he's winning right now he knows how to get the the clicks he knows how to get the views he's winning right now. So if I had to uh, rank the, the 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 this division, it's Aaron Rodgers, obviously now new to the division. Uh, he's number one. You can put him in any division, and he's probably <laughs> going to come in number one. Hell, maybe even if you throw him in the AFC. No, I can't do that. Patrick Mahomes is the king over <laughs> there. Um, but Aaron Rodgers number one, Josh Allen number two, Tua Tonga-Vailoa number three, and you have your Mac Jones rounding out this division uh, in fourth, and that's the last place. Yeah. I'd say that's the most logical ranking there, right? Would you agree with that one, Ashley? I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to go with that. All right, guys. So let's uh, move on to Factor Foolish. Love this segment, right? So if you guys remember, I'm going to read a statement. you got to determine whether it's Factor Foolish and then give your explanation why. So for our first one, we got a, you know, a nice slate in the NBA tonight. So for the first statement, Lakers close out the series in Memphis tonight. Factor Foolish. Hmm. Uh. I'll go fact. I'll go fact here. Uh, I just think LeBron James is in a, like, uh, he's having a moment. And, you know, everyone's talking about him, you know, 20 and 20 and year 20. He's the king, right? Like, he's the goal. I think he's looking at this as, look, I might not win a championship this year, might not get to five, 
but I'm going to have everybody celebrating me. One thing we do know about LeBron James is he reads everything. He hears everything. He He's really... Um, he's really uh, involved in controlling his narrative, right? Like he shapes his narrative. He knows how he wants the story to be written. And what he wants is people to say, yo, what other athlete has done it at this level, this at this age and this stage of their career? So I say all that to say that LeBron James goes out there and I know it's going to be tough because he played 40 something minutes. They went into OT right and he was all over the glass that's a lot of that's a lot of effort but i still think he finds a little bit more oomph a little bit more fuel and he goes out there and he have a big game and he closes it out cuz he wants people to talk about it yeah i say fact too but knowing the nba script it probably is going to be foolish mm-hmm. i think that it'd be in the lakers best interest to close it oh, out oh for sure but knowing the script yeah <laughs> i think i think the grizzlies will be able to pull one out Knowing the script, but yeah. my gut says Lakers close it out tonight. I don't know. They don't have man. anybody. They're done. That's what I'm they're saying. Depleted. I think the Grizzlies feel, are kind of cooked. They're like there's nothing, there's, nothing yeah, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. Yeah, so we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. All right. Next, the Warriors win game five in Sacramento. Series currently tied 2-2. Pivotal game. De'Aaron Fox, broken finger. What's the outcome? Factor foolish. They win. They have to win tonight in Sacramento. You yeah. don't want this to go to a game seven. Mm-hmm. Um, they win tonight. They win game six. They close it out. They they have to win this one. You do not want this series to go seven. It's been two back and forth. Darren Fox, I know he's dealing with an injury. He's still going to be able to play through it. Don't want this to go to a game seven. I'm, I'm saying yes. Game five in Sacramento. Yeah. Back. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going fact here as well. Too too much experience, and they still have a lot of juice, right? You got, you know, Clay, Ashley. Why aren't we talking about Clay? Clay is low key having one of his better uh, uh, seasons, if not the most efficient season. So you got Clay uh, still playing at extremely high level, and Steph Curry. I don't even know when this dude is going to slow down. Um, he can go out there and drop forty tonight. And then Draymond, like everybody keep talking about Draymond. Draymond's still doing what he, Draymond is still Draymond. Can we get off of Draymond? Like if you go back to the, the, the years that he was in his prime, he was giving you 12, 13, 14 points, you know, eight, nine boards, couple assists, mm-hmm. couple ejections. He's still Draymond. <laughs> this is a scary team. Warriors so on the road, here. though, make me nervous, man. They do. They do. Yeah, hopefully they oh, can. Oh, uh, you, you're you're one of them, Ashley, that say, "Oh, you can't turn it on in the playoffs because they struggled all year." You're right; they struggle all year. That's what I'm saying. They the make road. they on the road. They make no, they I make agree. me nervous. Like, let's be honest. Like, yeah. we it's I don't know. I wouldn't be. I mean, they they need to win this game. I would not be surprised if they lost it though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. They took the momentum less. They took the mojo. They got the mojo right now. Yeah, I tell you, someone you saw who- Clay after the game doing all this. Rah, everybody was just. And that was an intense moment. Mm-hmm. The question is, do they have enough energy? Right? That was an intense game. Yeah. Intense. Yeah, yeah no, it was. Exciting. It was. But look, you just said the Warriors got the mojo. I'll tell you somebody who really has the mojo right now. That's Jimmy Buckets. Right? So for our next line, Jimmy, but- Jimmy Butler scores more than 35 points tonight against the Bucks in game five. Factor foolish. 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 You know, he's, he's averaging 37. I think he's going to have a little bit of a, a calmer game. Yeah. 
in Milwaukee. I think you're going to see more from Bam Adebayo and the, that the rest of the cast to kind of help him out a little bit. I think that he went into Super Saiyan mode. It was it was sink or swim in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you're going to get a more complete performance from Miami tonight that you're not going to need like this like over-the-top performance mm-hmm. from Jimmy. Um, also, like, let's be honest, if they lose in Milwaukee, they come back to Miami, they have a chance to close it out on their home court, then I'd expect a more explosive performance from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a little bit of a calmer one tonight. How do you see the series ending? How you, how I think play? Miami wins it in six. Wins it in six? Yeah. yeah. Brandon, mm. what you got? Okay, uh, so 35 points, so 35 divided by four equals 8.5 points a, a quarter. Um, he exploded in the fourth last game for what 20 something points in a fourth. So he's capable of having a big quarter, um, eight points a quarter. What is that? Four buckets. And his name is Jimmy buckets. I'm taking the over on a 35. This is a fact. All right. <laughs> I can't with him. Uh, <laughs> like, so what is he doing? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, Jimmy Butler in a game like this, he's another athlete. All right, Rain Man, calm, let, let, come on, calm down. Let's let's move it along. All right, seriously. Hey, you got them winning tonight, though. You got them winning tonight in Milwaukee. Yeah, I got Jimmy buckets uh, <laughs> going for forty. Um, you know. 10 points a game, uh, 10 points a quarter. You know, I, I see him having a big game. He's in a moment. Y'all y'all are missing this. Y'all got to understand when, when there's some of these athletes that's, that have these once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunities. He goes out there. Remember what we were just talking about? Mm-hmm. What, was that yesterday or two days ago? Yes, what were we talking about? You asked the wildest question. You said, "Can is Jimmy Butler the, can he potentially go down as the greatest, greatest heat, heat player, player ever? Yeah. Right? And then you got everybody else on all these other networks talking about, was this one of the greatest playoff uh, 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 outings ever? Like, come on. He sees this. He hears that. He's going double down. Mm. They win this, and he has 40. Sheesh, close the series out in Milwaukee. That'd be a beautiful sight to see. All right, next one. Devin Booker averages over 30 points per game in round two versus the Nuggets. Their face, you know, their matchup's already been set. Nuggets advance, mm. Suns advance. How do you think Devin Booker pans out in the series next? Man, I wish this was an over-under type question. Oh, man. I'm not even looking forward to this series. Like, the Nuggets kind of like, no shade. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends is from Denver, born and raised. The Nuggets bore the hell out of me watching <laughs> them play, bro. It's like watching paint dry. Like, and I'm a basketball <laughs> purist, but like, God dang, sometimes it is hard. Yeah. Like, I was watching that Timberwolves, and I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, They're a good team, though. They're a great team. It's just, it's, it's not, it's just not always the most exciting. Um, over. I would say yeah, their defense is a little, eh. mm. you know. It's a, eh. They got some good defenders though. Eh, yeah, Michael it's Porter, a little, it's Michael a little. Porter, eh. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. I take that bet. All right. So she's. I really enjoy watching over. how KD and uh, <laughs> Devin is playing well together, um, and how they're playing off of each other pretty cool to watch yeah um this is a tough one that means he's sensational and uh you have kd on the other side kd could easily average 30 points uh in this series i'll I'll take i'll take i'll take the over again another athlete in a moment right like 
What, what, what's your place? We we know about Chris Paul. Is he the point guard? Um, he solidified his place in history. Um, KD solidified his place in, in 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 history. What is Devin? What is Devin Booker's? Like he's another athlete, another basketball player having a moment. Um, I see him continuing to be sensational throughout this playoffs. Yep, yep, I know. I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. All four quarterbacks drafted in the first round start day one. Factor foolish. All four quarterbacks drafted in the first round start day one. Yep, yep. And we know those names. So Bryce, you, Bryce Young, yeah, CJ Stroud. Who you have? Yeah, so it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, yep. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, uh, dang, who can Anthony go to? I'll say, I'll say, uh, foolish. Yeah. I think Anthony is a guy that could potentially sit um, for a year. Yeah, depending on where he goes. Yeah. 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 I, I see him going to the Seahawks. I know. I think the Seahawks are like around like the sixth or seventh pick in the draft. And, and, think and what happens there. there if he gets drafted there? Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I, they they already got their guy in Geno Smith, right? So that's why I, I'd say this had the opportunity to be a foolish. But it depends on. I mean, you, we never know, right? We don't know where Anthony, you know, Anthony Richardson goes. We we don't know if there's a team, you know, before the Seahawks that are really liking him right now. So, depending right. on where he lands, then I could say this this could possibly be fact. But you know, it, it, it's all up to where you know where he lands at the end of the day. But uh, Ashley, what do mm. you think? Fact or foolish? I'm gonna say foolish too. Foolish. Yeah. 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 So it all depends on where these guys land up. But we'll see. We shall see. All right, next one, guys. Lamar Jackson sits out next season. Factor foolish. I am I am emotionally drained and exhausted <laughs> from the Lamar Jackson conversation, and I would very much like to remove myself from this narrative. <laughs> what? Uh, All right, well, I won't. I'm going to go foolish here. If, if – he didn't take that picture with uh, uh, OBJ. Where was it at? It was Liv. I said that wasn't a track. picture. It was, was a video it of them in the club. What was it Liv? Mm-hmm. Was that, that an was old video track. or was it a recent? Video? No, it was after um, Odell got signed to the Ravens. Oh, oh so yeah, they were it was recent. Yeah, like yeah. It, it. If that didn't exist, if that didn't happen, I would say fact, right? Because I kept saying Lamar Jackson. He's from Pompano, Florida. You know who else is from Pompano, Florida? Kodak. Remember all that I'm saying? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, if if he didn't do that, then I would have doubled down on that. Like, yo, he's dug in and he wants what he wants, and he'll he's he, he'll probably be willing to sit out to get it um, because he took that picture, the video, whatever it was, booby trap, live, whatever club they were in. Um, that show that. Things change. Then Ashley, I think it was you that shared that information yesterday. Uh, Lamar went to the organization and said, look, you get OBJ and Hopkins, and then we can talk. Mm -hmm. And they came back and said, well, we can afford one, but not both, right? And so I think things change, and I think they're going to get something done there, and Lamar Jackson is going to suit up as a Baltimore Raven, and there's going to be problems because I like OBJ. And I like them together. Yeah. How, how, Brandon, how soon do you think this happens, right? Because, I mean, we thought we were going to get an update, like, closer to draft day, right? Like, does this happen now? Like, I mean, I, I doubt yeah. it happens before draft day, right? We're only a day away. Now, how... I think I think it happens before training camp. Yeah. I think I think 
the Ravens and Lamar are gonna come to a, a an agreement. I don't think he's playing on the franchise tag. I think he's gonna get his deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think he plays. I, I I agree with Ashley. Um, uh, the draft was for, you know, movement, a trade, right? Like if a yes. trade, right? Because right? you want to be able to get things done during that time. Um, he stays, and it's going to take. It's still going to take some time. So I agree with Ashley. Um, training camp is 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 the is the timeline there, but you know if you're the Ravens, you try to get something done sooner, right? Because you want to get your team together and 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 really move in the right direction this offseason. Like y'all have a lot of work to do. You have a new offensive coordinator. You want Lamar in the building, learning that system. You want Lamar and OBJ together with Bates and the other guys. Uh, really built in that chemistry and continuity. So this offseason is, is extremely important. They can't just, you know, wait until training camp to get this deal done. Then you roll in Lamar Jackson and feel and then think that you're going to have a chance to uh, run through um, their division. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we shall see what happens with the Lamar Jackson saga. All right, moving on to our last factor foolish statement. How many times, well, no, 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 right, let me rephrase this. The darkness retreat comes up more than three times in Aaron Rodgers' press conference that's coming up here at 2 p.m., fact or foolish? Fact. <laughs> and if I mm. were there, it'd come up 17, 17. times. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know all the details um, about the darkness, the darkness, right, the darkness, the, the darkness. darkness. What was the darkness? Right, like? right. The darkness, the darkness, the darkness, the yeah. darkness. <laughs> that question, that question of him being ninety percent retired before he went into the darkness probably has to come up. What you think? I, th I think that's Brandon's going to ask at least Brandon, one. I know, Brandon. You so Brandon's good for at least one. All you right. other, all you really need is two. So <laughs> right. So 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 everyone watching, um, thanks for watching Paper Route. I'm out here in Florham Park. Um, the, the the New York Jets. I was going to try to say something, make fun of Ashley because she doesn't like. Well, you don't like the Giants. You're okay with the Jets, I don't have right? any smoke. with the, My uncle's a Jets fan. He's also an right. Eagles fan, but let's not get into that conversation. He's he's wow. not all there in the head. Um, He's a Jets fan. I have no smoke with the Jets. My beef has always lied with those losers they share the stadium with. It's never been with the right, Jets. Right. I'm happy for y'all. Gang green, congratulations. Right. My smoke's never been right. with y'all, so... Okay. All right. Well, so I'm out here in Florham Park. Um, this press conference is going to start here in 20 minutes. Um, Ashley, I'm not going to bring up the darkness retreat. Boo. I won't do it. I think I think this is foolish, Ashley. I don't think it – I think it comes up twice. I think it comes up twice. I think one person is going to ask the question, um, and it's going to be like, so what happened? And then everybody's going to like, bro, he, he talked about this on Pat McAfee's show. Go watch the show if you want the answer. And then I think there's going to be someone in the audience, um, some man or woman on on the beat, and they're going to be curious. I'm curious about this whole ayahuasca thing. Is it called ayahuasca? Mm -hmm. It's ayahuasca. Ashley, would you do ayahuasca? For sure. Have you considered ayahuasca? I haven't considered it, but I would do it. Well, actually, these are two different things that we're talking about. So there's the ayahuasca, there's that type of, uh, uh, there's that thing, and then there's, um the darkness retreat so those are two separate things right um i think it comes up twice i think it comes up twice but i am interested in the ayahuasca thing maybe that's the question if you had to pick one 
Is it ayahuasca or the <coughs> darkness retreat? Which one brings more light? Maybe that's my question to him, Ashley. So which maybe one, I will bring it up Which one brings today. more um, awareness, clarity, mental heightenedness? Which one brings you closer to God? I'm gonna ask God? him that question. I'm gonna ask him that question. That's gonna be my first question today. All right. Everybody in the room. So I may ask him, hey, you know, look, you can only pick one. I'm, I'm gonna set them up, Ashley and Corey. <laughs> All right, Devonte Adams or Jordy Nelson. You can only pick one. Boom, and then he answers. What do you think his answer is going to be, Ashley? Jordy Nelson or Devonte Adams? Devonte. Yeah, I was thinking Devonte. That's close. That's a, that's debatable. Okay, but let's say he goes with Devonte. Then I'm gonna come back around and I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna say. Uh, Malibu or Honolulu, because he lives in both pl both places in the off season. What do you think he's going to say, Ashley? Malibu. Okay, he may say Malibu. What do you think, Corey? He's from California, so. I know. Yeah. With that being said, I think he might say Honolulu. Then I, I honestly didn't even know he okay. had you know he had a residence there in, in Hawaii. That's pretty, and, pretty cool. And then the last question I'm gonna ask him is how I get to him. Right? Boom. Mm -hmm. Open All right, the darkness retreat mm -hmm. or ayahuasca? <laughs> you can only choose one. What is he going to say? Ayahuasca. Ashley? That darkness retreat just sounds like very like lonely, cold, and, and maybe a one-time thing. Too. Claustrophobic. Yeah, ayahuasca sounds like something you can do like on a regular basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? How is ayahuasca mm. consumed? Like, what is it? You drink it. It's a drink. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Ashley, no. Look, look, Ashley, no. Ashley did it. Yeah. I know all about um, <laughs> natural remedies and ways to heighten your enlightenedness, right. if you will. I mean, I psychedelics? You into something. psychedelics, Ashley? I like to just bring myself closer to God. <laughs> Can you can you go to the store and just buy ayahuasca? Like, you cannot. No? no. Like yeah, where do you where do you even You don't find get it at uh, Target. That's what I'm saying. Like where do you even find it? You have ayahuasca? to like it's it's if I re what I read about it is like you have tell to like Tell us about your experience, Ashley. I've never done it. No, but what I read about it like read. you have to you have to get it from there are like people who are I don't know what their term the terminology is. I can't remember it right now, but there are people who are like you have to go to like certain retreats. Oh. And there are people who are like mm -hmm. trained to like it's like a certain like facilitators like, yeah facilitators they, basically like you can't just buy it like and they educate you on it first i'm assuming like is that they educate you experience? on it like i think i believe like if i read it correctly like you have to like cleanse your whole body out before, before you can you, it, yeah. you can consume it like you can't just mm. like do it on like a full like you have to literally clean your whole body out right. like in order for to it really to, it's like a weird full benefits yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting mm. ayahuasca. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of intimidated by that. It sounds, it sounds like a process just to consume it. I mean, people swear by what? it though. It swears that like it heightens their enlightenedness. I believe uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox did it. They went to like a whole retreat in like Costa Rica, and like did it I'm, with like a, a yeah, small Costa group Rica of people. That's what I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning like you have to go to a jungle or something like that. Just well, I believe it goes animals. back to like Mayan Aztec. Yeah like days like they would use it to like bring them to like a level of like a spiritual awareness or something like that so yeah. i think that's the area that you'd probably go do it in y'all want to take a trip maybe i for real maybe i ask them ayahuasca or marijuana 
Maybe I ask him that question. What do you think he'll say there? Ayahuasca. Yeah, he definitely gonna say ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I, I don't know, cause like ayahuasca, you do that like what every once in a while. Marijuana, that's something. If you participate in that space, you can do daily. You can do every other day, right? So I don't know. I don't think it's an easy. It's an easy layup for for oh, Aaron if a, I ask him that question. JP just texted me. It's called a shaman. A shaman. What's yes, a shaman? a shaman is the administrator Got you. Okay. of ayahuasca. Wow. So you have to find a shaman to go ahead and to administer the right there. amount of an ayahuasca dosage. So that's the show, guys. Um, we got to get ready uh, for this 2 o'clock presser. Yeah. I'm going to be reporting live here in uh, Florham Park, New Jersey. Um, my last question before we end this show, Ashley, when you go to Costa Rica and you do your ayahuasca through your showman, with your showman, who do you want to be in your cave with you? Who will you take? You can take three people in the whole wide world, dead or alive. Who do you want to do Ooh. ayahuasca with? Bob Marley. Okay. Hmm. Dang, that was quick. Yeah, Bob, Bob Marley, Marley would be one for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, probably Morgan Freeman. Gain some knowledge. What? Huh? That was knowledge. so random. No, Morgan I feel like no Morgan Freeman, Freeman would start talking, and I, I think it was the voice of God. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like we'd have a very deep con- or Denzel, Morgan Freeman slash Denzel, one of those guys. I feel That's like I'd have choice. a very in-depth convo. I need a girl in there. Probably Rihanna, just for the fun of it. You know what I mean? You need someone to spice things up a little bit. Yeah. That'd be my group. Bob Marley, too. Rihanna, Morgan Freeman, slash Denzel Washington. <laughs> Interesting. We got to watch out. No, let me stop. I was about to say about uh, Morgan Freeman, but um, that's your list. That's your list. <laughs> Wait, okay. what's wrong with Morgan Freeman? Okay, I don't want Morgan Freeman if Morgan there's something Freeman. there. <laughs> nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Okay, give me Denzel. <laughs> just give me Denzel. I'll take Denzel. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, Brandon Marshall, Ashley Nicole Moss, Corey Holmes, uh, here on Paper Route. We will see you tomorrow. I'm getting into my reporter voice. I'm about to go out there and ask my question to Aaron Rodgers. He is now a Jet. The Jets will win the Super Bowl in year one. Aaron Rodgers, after he wins the Super Bowl, Ashley Nicole Moss, he retires. He goes into a darkness retreat. He comes out and says, guess what, guys? I'm still retired. I'm not coming back. And you're going to have Woody and everybody else asking him to come back. And he's going to say, no, 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 no. I delivered on my promise. And then the Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutenkus. You know what Brian Gutenkus is going to say after this uh, uh, year, Ashley Nicole Moss? I should have never drafted Jordan Love. Oh, should have stayed with Aaron Rodgers. Brandon Marshall, Ashley Nicole Moss, Corey Holmes. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.